0: There's a resilience you have to build. There's a smartness that each one of us need to build as we continue to evolve. And I think the third trait around someone who is willing to be a pioneer, innovate and be a cutting edge leader, there's this absolute love for the human race that you need to have. That when it gets tough, you'll do whatever it takes because it's not just about you, but it's about Furthering, helping the human race to be able to do life well.
1: Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come join us.
0: Have you ever struggled with identity, wondering who you are? No, I mean, not what people are saying about you, but who you actually are. I don't know about you, but this is one of my most favorite times of the week that I get to record this global human intelligence podcast. And this is no exception to it. And I'm looking forward to having our conversation today, especially after, wow, what a powerful, powerful man Mike A really, truly is. If you've been listening to the Global Human Intelligence podcast, and you have been listening to Mike and the amazing insights that he has when he's thinking, when he's run companies, and when he's now, looking at what he's doing going forward. And I have the privilege, and I mean a privilege, to know him as an amazing colleague, but also as a friend and someone who has my back and has and continues to go on a journey with me. And by the way, the feeling is mutual because I have his back. I am loving the journey that I've seen him go on to this point. And I'm even more excited to watch as his journey unfolds. But here's the thing that he talks a lot about in his podcast. And I think is something that's really interesting because identity and the power of knowing who you are, what you are really about, and knowing that it doesn't matter what others are doing. It doesn't matter how you think you're being judged. It doesn't matter how things are being compared around you, or maybe those biases that you might just kick into at times, which sometimes, yes, environment hasn't conditioned you to. And yes, sometimes because you're hanging out with people that are telling you that and you're believing that. But what I love about what Mike continues to talk about, not just in the conversations you get to hear on this podcast, but also if you listen in his work going forward, is this absolute choice that you have, that I have, to be able to build an identity and to live in that identity and to know what that is and just go for it. And I thought about this. I thought about some of the things that I want to really press on today in our conversation. One of them is identity. I think there's so much we can talk about in identity. And I know for myself, my identity has evolved so much over the years. I want to pull that apart a little bit, the thoughts I have around that, how now I think about that, what maybe you could think about that may help you to stand in your truth, and that's the next piece. He talks about truth, a question to find what matters to you. And I think that truth in today's society can be diluted, can be almost ugly because it's not so acceptable. And I think truth has come to a time where you and I need to own how we value and what that needs to look like. But We're going to talk about that more as we go forward. And I think the third thing, so there's identity, there's truth. And then I think an interesting piece that came out of the conversation with Mike is, is it by design or by default? And I think that's where you and I have a choice. What are we going to decide today? How do we decide what decisions we're going to make or even looking at that? So there's so much we can unfold, right? Let's go back to identity. So identity, truth, and then design or default, all right? Let's go to identity. When we were born, We were born into an environment and that began our journey. You know, many of us, and it's interesting because I literally had a conversation with an amazing, beautiful lady around, and she's got this massive belief that there's past lives that we live or have lived. All I can say to you about that is if that's your belief, that we've got a past life, I'm just trying to cope with my life now and I'm trying to go, what can I do? How can I use some of the things that have helped carve out, helped make me who I am today to add value, not take away? And here's just a little background. What is your story I believe that we all have a story. I say it's an old story, but we do all have a story. You know, mine began when I was a little girl and I came out of my birth mom, who was 16 at the time she had me. And at that moment, she put me up for adoption. I spent two weeks waiting for someone to pick me. Pick me, pick me. And, you know, it's funny because... That moment at that hospital, those two weeks, I can't remember them as a baby. But one of the biggest things that I had to fight with and have continued to fight with as I've got older, in other words, it's a vulnerability, and that is rejection. Isn't that interesting? Because if you think about it from that moment that obviously... I was no longer with my birth mom. I was waiting in a hospital for someone to adopt me out. That two-week gap, who knows as a baby in a cot, what I was already developing and conditioning from my world around me. If you think of that little situation now, what would that be like in your situation How did your story, your old story, because this was my old story, how did that begin for you? What did that look like? As a young girl for me growing up, what was that like? What did it start building in me? Here's the thing. I went in and out of many different families, five or six before the age of five. And what that did was, It started building in me what I was thinking of my outside world. It started going, okay, well, obviously I'm not good enough or otherwise they'd keep me. Okay, well, if, you know, they kept their own children, why was I not kept? Maybe I'm not up to standard. Maybe I'm not built out. Maybe I'm... And so confidence and things like that, I had none. I was the shyest. I felt incompetent. I felt like I didn't have anything to add. I really didn't understand my world around me. It felt like chaos, confusion, and all of those things. What started developing in you as you grew up? When you were a young boy, girl, whatever it is that you identify as or did, was it building some strengths in you? Was it already building some of the negative? You know, one of the things that I talk about even to this day was this concept around finances. I was brought up for a long part of my life in quite a few of the families, actually, where it was really conservative and in fact money was an evil commodity. It was not an asset that you were meant to have. It was something to give away if you had it. It was something not to keep for yourself. In fact if you did then that was evil and I had to learn for a long time around that concept going oh so it's okay to have money? Okay. And it's okay to be able to use that money for good? Oh. And I had to start changing, disrupting some of those patterns. And I think that this is the interesting thing. It's okay. We can't change our old story. Some of those environments, the situations I found myself in, you know, I've spoken about this on The Decision Table show live when I've had to have conversations with others that have really struggled with some tough times in their lives, some challenges. And I share that, you know, any abuse that you can talk about, I've experienced it. And I mean it. I don't say that flippantly. I say it knowing that if you've struggled with physical abuse, I remember those moments. Have you struggled with sexual abuse? I was that person. If you struggled with spiritual abuse, by the way, there is such a thing where people use in the spiritual world, their power and use it against you. Look it up. It's an interesting thing. It's a real thing. I've literally experienced power play, people using powerful situations in a way that they had power over yet they used that in ways that were hurtful painful and destructive and i was the victim of that yes i have those stories yes that was a huge part of my world and it went on for years and years and years started as a little baby in a car here's the thing and I think is really important. Those moments created neural pathways in my brain from a really young age. It started creating my decision DNA. You see when you come from a situation where there is fear to make a decision because if you do there was consequences didn't matter how you were doing it, what that looked like, there were consequences, guess what happens? You start not wanting to make those decisions. Okay. And if there were people around you that were making it very clear they were in charge, not you, then guess what? You cower you don't stand in confidence, you definitely don't move forward, and you actually start retreating. You start going backwards. You start or you stay where there feels some safety. One of the problems about my old story was there was no safety. It felt like every time I was shifted to the next family, My safety nets that maybe I felt for a split second would be taken away or stripped off from me. And what happens then? It means there is nothing as foundational fundamentals that keep you safe, keep you giving you ground to step off from, to springboard off. There was nothing. And because of that, I was a big mess by the age of 16. Now, why do I tell you this? Because this is pretty personal stuff and I don't tend to talk about this. I tend to talk about other things. I wanted to tell you this because I think it's really easy to look at where I am now, to look at us, you know, I've I'm got an amazing family. We've got properties. We get to travel the world. We have amazing clients across the globe. And I get to do the work that I love and adore. But there's reasons to why that is my story today. Because I don't identify with my old story. I identify with my new story. This is The Kiri Marie, I know that you know and you get the Kiri Marie that listened to what wasn't working, that worked really hard to disrupt the patterns, to create and design a life that I love being a part of. By the way, that doesn't mean that my whole life is red roses. And I frolic in tulips or that, I don't know why I'm using flowers, but you remember that, you know, those images where, I don't know, it's just like these, this person with freedom skips along. No, it's not all like that. But I have to tell you, I love my life now compared to what it was then. I love the fact that I've got strategies now to be able to work through things and to work through them and always know that I'm going to get to the other side and I can't wait to have the extra learnings that I'm going to take from it. By the way, I don't love challenges. I don't love when it's hard work. It upsets me. I have cried many a tear, right? But I love The fact that each time I go through my next challenge, each time I'm going to another level, I am learning and evolving. And because of that, I am evolving as an identity, as who I am, what I can bring to the table and what I am going to and how I'm going to add value. What is your identity that you're bringing today? You see, What you bring today doesn't need to be what you bring tomorrow. How you identify and have identified in the past can be left in the past and I would say is not a bad idea to do that because I have gone back to some of the spots in my life where over the last few years where I, you know, have had to take me back, I guess, To those moments when I really struggled. I struggled to, you know, keep going in life. And it was in those moments that I go, wow, I've come a long way. Wow, I've made it to such a different spot in life. And anyone that has come on a journey with me, knowing me for years and years and years, will know that this is such a truth. But here's the thing I know that where I was, my old story and my new story now is like extremes. I often look at that and I go, isn't it interesting? I get to work with such extremes in my life, you know, where the problem can be so far from where the solution is and it is so wide, that gap. I think my whole life set me up, yeah, so that I can now work with many people who are dealing with complex problems and what they're building out in their businesses, organizations, and their ecosystem that they're building out. And it's kind of fun because I get to really go down lots of different pathways and go, how are we going to narrow this gap? How are we going to make sure this is the right pathway that's going to design the life that you want and you want to live in and identify with? And I think, you know, the only reason I can do that is because I've experienced such extremes. And I wonder what it's like for you when you've got an identity that maybe is a little different to everyone else around you. You see, I don't often meet people that have experienced the pain that I've gone through in my life. I don't often meet those that have had to get through challenges like I have. Whether it's, you know, making sure that I don't make decisions based on what were the way I was making it, which we'll talk about a bit in the default system side of it, because that's exactly what it was, my default system. And I have to be really careful that I don't default back to what I knew, what I was thinking, because it doesn't serve me And it definitely won't serve you if I go back to it. And here's the thing. Often when I'm trying to get to my next level so that I can actually give out of with more capacity, I have to be really careful not to revert back to what was serving me in the level before. Can you relate to that? Are you doing that sometimes in what you're doing? Just think about that for a second, because I wonder in how you're identifying, are you going back and identifying back at what you've always been doing, how you've always been doing it? Instead of going, what is it I need for my next level? How can I do my next level? What will it need me to be or I don't know how do I need to think in that level there's so many things and these are the questions that we need to start asking when we're at different levels a slight disruption to the conversation I have a question for you are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Or some human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team. To see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level one, a strategy analysis, two, the next growth incubator cycle, three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others, and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Here's the thing about identity, and this is really, I know for many of you this is like, hey, I know who I am. My question to you is, do you really? When the going gets tough, When the world calls you to stand up and to be strong in who you are meant to be, do you really know who you are? Do you really know what you're standing for? Or are you going and defaulting back to what really the world is saying, that's how you should look. That's what you need to be like. And I think that's, if we go back to what Mike A was saying in the podcast before, This is what he talks about a lot, is not going back into that, not fearing the judgment of others, but knowing that what you are on, your pathway, is the right one for you. And in fact, we need you to do that. Here's the thing about it, and this is where it comes to truth. And I think that there is this importance that you stand in your truth And you've got to understand what your truth is to stand in it. And just because it is true to you, this does not make it a truth for others around you. And I think this is really important and something that I've had to work through. Because we often want to choose a pathway that is so certain. And it's certain because it's how everyone else knows it. Here's the thing. I get to work with pioneers, innovators, cutting edge leaders. And one of the things that if this is you, you need to stand in your truth on this is that if you really are a pioneering leader, then that means you are traveling a pathway that others are not traveling that haven't traveled, or it's a rough one that maybe some have done pieces of it and the ground is kind of really uneven. Do you know what? That's uncomfortable. It's hard. It means you might have to do, climb some mountains that no one else has climbed and that's why they're not doing it because here's the thing, if they were doing it, then we'd all be doing it and you probably wouldn't be leading in the way that you are. So here's the thing that is uncertain pathways. That is uncertain ground, and you've got to stand in your truth and move forward in that pathway, knowing that you know where you're going in an uncertain pathway. That's tricky, because even though you know it's a truth, maybe you've got data that others don't have. Maybe you've gone through things others haven't had to go through. And because of that, you've got skills, you've got resources, tools, things that you know and use and strategies that make it work for you. And you want others to learn about that. But just because it's your truth, just because you know it works, doesn't necessarily mean that you have proven data at this point to show that this is the way to go for those that are looking to do what you have done. And because of that, you have to stand in your truth even when others are not necessarily believing you, are not necessarily going to come on that journey with you. I have heard this a lot and I really relate to it. And I've said it to a few people in the last little while because it's been my personal experience that when I have you know, really stood in my truth and gone to new levels. And I feel very much that I'm pioneering with the work that I'm doing. When I stand in that, it's actually quite a lonely journey. And I don't mean that I'm all alone. There's no one out there. Yes, I've got lots of people in my world. I've made sure that I'm connected. I've got an inner circle that have my back. But sometimes when you live in an area, and I know for this to be true for Mike, that he talks about us coming from a higher place. And it's not in a way that, yes, I am above you, because it's not about that at all. But I have to say, if you are to lead in ways that others are to follow in a different arena, then you've got to go to places others aren't willing to go. Because if they were, they would have been there before you. They would be there with you now. And you are actually going to be taking them on a journey. And so that means that maybe you're going to be thinking about things that most people don't think about. Don't spend time thinking about and don't necessarily understand. And that's where it becomes and can be an extremely lonely time. Because it's almost like you've got this amazing knowledge and you want to share it with others, but they're like, you're talking a whole different language. I'm not sure what you're talking about. There, I don't relate to that. That doesn't relate to where I'm at right now. Here's the thing about it. You have to know that this is your truth. This is how you lead. And this is what you stand for and that is not an easy thing my friend but you need to know what that is why you stand for it and why it is so important for you to keep going and that to me is when and I've talked about that before on this podcast but the importance of your vision and knowing with certainty. Even though the pathways to it can change, the vision never changes. It may just evolve, it may just get stronger, but you don't waver from it because you know what you are about, you know what you need to be doing, what pathway you're meant to be on and you want others to come with you on that pathway. All right, so truth. And here's the thing. Truth, when you stand in your truth, This is not always comfortable, okay? Not everyone is wanting you to stand for your truth because sometimes when you stand in your truth, it calls others on their truth and that's uncomfortable for many because they may need to own what they need to change, what needs to be different in their world for that to be honestly a truth. And so I think one of the best ways that we can stand in our truth is by just role modeling what our words are saying by our actions. So I challenge you, when you're standing in your truth, in your leadership, are your words just words? Or are you showing how this is actually playing out? Why this is so important and are others seeing through you, through your community, the collective and those clients that you have and the people you're drawing to you, are they seeing it through not just words, not just you know lovely concepts, strategies, thoughts, insights, but actually actions that play out. Because when you get to do that and show your truth that way, they can't deny that it works, even when it's different to maybe what the norm is, to maybe what society has been used to. But you need to be strong and you need to not. And this is what I think is really important. And I think is why these three things are really important together is by design or default, which was the third thing, right? If it's the third thing, what are you designing or what are you going back as a default system? And it's so important, so important to think, well, if this is how I've always done it, or if this is what I've wired my brain to, and now the behaviors are going to come out this way, then that's my default system. Now, here's the thing. Your default system is okay if it's going to be helping you to go forward. It's not okay if it pulls you back, if it, you know, brings destruction, devastation to what you're trying to do, or if it's really not, you know, like it's stopping you, holding you back. In meaning that you never progress forward. In fact, you go backwards. Remember my old story? It was those times, because when I was in those moments, when I was having to deal with those challenges, there were so many times I would go back to my default system, remember, where I had no confidence, where I thought I didn't amount to anything, because I was told that. I was told, you're the one that's never going to be able to do anything. Don't you dare write. You can't write you're not going to amount to anything. So don't think about dreaming big. Don't play big because you're not worthy of it. I cannot tell you how many times those words, those thoughts came in my head when I was making decisions. Because here's the thing, when decisions were coming along, I'd go, yeah, you're right. I'm not worthy of it. Oh my gosh. I so shouldn't do this. Like, Who am I to think that I can do this? And I started letting that make my decisions for me. So I went to my default system. Here's the thing about that. And I don't know what's happening in your world. And maybe there's areas in which you are going back to your default system. But all I know is when I went back to my default system, I didn't get good results at the table. I didn't make good decisions. I made unhealthy decisions. Here's the thing, I didn't go in the way that I wanted to go. In fact, I was watching my life go in a direction I didn't want to go. And I would hit crossroads where I needed to start making different decisions. So here's the thing that I think is really practical for you so that you don't go back to the default system. Do you want to hear some actions that you can take? One was that I had a mantra And at that time, it was a really important mantra. It was no excuses, no limitations, no buts. No, not the but, the backside, B-U-T, okay? No excuses, no limitations, no buts. I can tell you, I had that going throughout my brain nonstop. It was my disruptive pattern. See, when I had excuses, because I had every excuse, by the way, just like maybe you have, to not go to the next level, to not make healthy decisions, to not progress forward and get growth in what I needed to bring to the table so that then I could produce different results. And so I could always default back to an excuse. Well, I was that kid. I suffered. I was a victim. I was the kid that yeah, you're right, was dyslexic at school. And, you know, it's just all too hard. And I would default to some of those things because I wouldn't go back to my excuses. And when I said no excuses, there was no default. There was no going back to those things. So if I don't have excuses, what do I have? Hmm, opportunities. I have decisions. I can make choices I can make. I have to look for different ways to do it. Okay. And I had to start thinking that once I could stop thinking that was even an option to go back to my excuses. Okay. Limitations. Well, there was always limitations. Ah, I didn't have the university degrees that everyone else has. I... I'm not smart because everyone's told me that, right? So that's a limitation. Okay, well, you know, when I ended up in a wheelchair, well, you know, I'm, I'll i just keep doing what I'm doing and, and I, I don't need to be any bigger or better because, like, I'm in a wheelchair and I've been told that's how I'm going to end up for the rest of my life. And it was like, okay, I could. I could stay here, this could be my default system. And then I realized, but if I don't think like that, what if I could get out of the wheelchair? What if I could use crutches? What if I could then use sticks? What if I could use one stick? What if I didn't have to use sticks ever again? What if I could get my health where actually my health was working for me and helping me to be the best in the ecosystem that I'm building out? Would that be more beneficial? Oh, yes, it would. And so I started thinking, okay, no excuses, no limitations. That's a limitation. I'm going to have a disruptive pattern and I'm going to think, what's my opportunity? What's my choice? What if I did those things? What would be the results I'd get from that? Hmm, okay. I'm liking that better. I like the new story. I like the new options. I like the new choices I get to make. And by the way, it sounds so much more fun, right? So no excuses, no limitations, no buts. Hmm. But I was that kid that had all those troubles. I was that kid that wasn't given, you know, a handout, a handout. I was the person that young person, the young adult that didn't have anyone have my back, except for the odd person here and there. But it was a pretty sparse kind of range of people in my life. And then often they would disappear. So, you know, no one's going to notice if I do anything. Well, who cares? Here's the thing. But they'll notice if you want to help and serve other people what you're doing and that's bringing a change to them. Oh, So I could change that story. I could have a different opportunity and take up opportunities that maybe at one point I didn't think I was worthy. Maybe at one point I thought I couldn't do because I wasn't smart enough and maybe that if I went, but this happened and I went, but... And what if I took up and made a different choice? What results would that change? How would that add value, not just to me, but others around me? Wow, that was exciting. So what if you lived by that mantra? No excuses, no limitations, no buts. Or find a mantra that works for you. And you get up and you say that every day. What story? would your new story look like now? It's pretty amazing. And I'm so grateful for having that and doing that. The other thing that I needed to do was become very, very strong with my vision to know what that truth was that I was going to stand up for and stand in for so that I wouldn't go back to my old story, but that I got excited about my new story. And I have... Even over the last, oh my goodness, five years in my workspace, I have really, really gone into depth of what that story could look like. And instead of going, oh my goodness, I hate this. I've got to get up and do work. I have often could be almost going a workaholic because here's the thing, to me, it's not work. To me, I love it. To me, every spare moment I get to talk about and live in the space of what has become my life's work. And I love it because I changed my story. And I wonder what it would look like if you were able to change your story. What would the results be that you got? How would you turn up every day? Who would be in your world? What would be the culture that you're building out on? Would it look really different to what you're doing and being right now? Would it change it? I think what you'd find is that maybe it would. And I'm so excited that I don't have to default back to that old pattern, that I get to live it and disrupt it and live in my new story. Okay, so by design or default, that third thing. And I think if you live by a mantra or a phrase or a saying that you're going to just keep changing your story by, that's so powerful, that your vision is so powerful because you know what that is. I think that by design or default, I think when you, and I talk about this a lot of my work, but that when you have drivers that are beyond you. I know that if you had talked about me, I probably wouldn't have disrupted some of those patterns quite the same. But when I realized that my decisions were just affecting me, when I had children, they were affecting my children and how they grew up or thought or believed and I thought, I don't want them to have the destructive thoughts that I had. I don't want them to think that they're not worth it. I want them to think that they have everything within them to be whatever they're meant to be. And that they can keep learning. So even if they don't have the skills or resources or tools, they can learn them. They can get and be and do whatever they're meant to. And I For me to get to that point and to believe that for myself and then my children, I needed to have drivers that were beyond me. And that has been something that has helped me design my ecosystem, my life, how I do things, how I turn up personally, professionally, spiritually, physically, you name it. That's The ecosystem, right? That's how I get to design what that looks like rather than going to a default, is by having strong drivers, things beyond me. You see, when I get to do my work, it's been hard work. It has, like I said, those lonely moments, those times when I'm doing things and I'm like, why am I doing this? Where is everyone? There's nothing, crickets. And you're going, is this worth it? Those hours you put in, those moments that you are giving your heart and soul into it. And it may be just one person that needed to hear it right then and there. And that is important. And it keeps me going. Because one of the things I said was even if there was only one person that I have, like this podcast today, bought an awareness too, maybe said something, something that I've done that has helped or will help you to do what you're meant to do, then it's worth it. So drivers that are beyond maybe even your work, who you are, your identity at this moment, and having to realize that where we are now Where you are now, you don't need to be going forward. It's not that it's terrible. Maybe you're doing really well. But just stop for a second. I want you to take a moment and to think. In five years' time, where do I want to be? Who do I want to be like? What does that need to look like? What are the results I'm bringing? In 10 years' time, if I was just to get a glimpse into the 10-year mark and I was talking about me in 10 years' time and looking back at what I have achieved, I'm talking about you. What would you need to do if this was you? Say this, in 10 years' time, what would I want to have done? Who do I want to have hung out with, spent time with? connected with, built relationships with? What does it need to look like in my bank account so that I have an overflow to bring the change that I want to by using my platform to give voice? Okay? And just for those that love playing a bigger play, if I was looking back, this is you, If you were looking back, right, and you were listening to people telling about your life at your funeral, what would they be saying? What would be the highlights of your life that you left behind as footprints for others to follow in? What would that look like? Who would be listening? Who would be standing up and saying, because you stood in your truth, I'm able to stand in my truth. Who would have that? Who was that? And here's the thing. Is your story that you have today, is that going to help you get where you need to go? Are the default things, systems that go you go back to, the default thinkings, the default decision-making, the default strategies, are they going to serve you? As you move forward, are they going to get you to those levels so that when that five year, when that 10 year, when that legacy moment, and you're looking back going, is that going to get you there? Oh, breathe. Here's the good thing. Just as I was able to change my story, you can change your story today. You might be at a crossroad. You might be at that moment where you're going, hey, I need to change my identity. I need to change who I am and stand in that. You may be at a point where, hey, I'm really good with who I am. I love the leader that I've become, the example I am to those that, I'm reaching out to, serving in my community. I just want to do it in a bigger and a better way. Here's the thing. All of us have the opportunity to change the vision and make it stronger, to stand in our truth even more and to get different results. The choice is yours. No one else can do it though. It's up to you. Here's the thing I've learned. And I want to finish up on this is that there's a resilience you have to build. There's a, almost like a, you know, I called my daughter, her middle name is savvy, which means smart. And I think there's a savviness, a smartness that each one of us needs to, to build as we continue to evolve. And I think the other thing, so resilience, a savviness, and I think the third trait around someone who is willing to be a pioneer, innovate, and be a cutting-edge leader. I think there's this absolute love for the human race that you need to have, that when it gets tough, you'll do whatever it takes because it's not just about you, but it's about furthering, helping the human race to be able to do life well. All right. I hope today that there has been some sort of insights, something that you're taking from this. And if so, I want to know what that is. So make sure you leave a review and please share this one with someone else that you know this could be really beneficial for. The reason that I have really talked about something quite personal is because this is a place, a podcast, a platform, where I want us to have conversations that maybe you're not hearing in other places, but you're glad you get to hear it here. Please, let others hear it too. Share, share, and share this, because this helps to be able to get more leaders who are curious, to maybe do a new approach to leadership and not have to keep doing the old. All right, until next time, big love.
1: Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next global human intelligence forum or apply to our next leaders movement parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next global human intelligence podcast.